Welcome to the Jenny Carlson Show. This week, we are welcoming in Oklahoma native and West Virginia athletic director, Ren Baker. We'll talk about the Mountaineers' resurgent football season, their game at OU this week, as well as Ren's journey from Valiant, Oklahoma, to Power 5 Power Broker. But first, I want to say a word of thanks to these sponsors for supporting the Jenny Carlson Show. Oklahoma Ford Dealers, Laser Light Skin Clinic, MidFirst Bank, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, FireLakeJobs.com, Next Generation Roofing. And remember, drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. Well, it has been almost a year since Ren Baker was named the athletic director at West Virginia, and his Mountaineers come to Norman for a Saturday night game, and that means... Ren is coming home. He's a born and bred Oklahoman, and I'm so glad he's taken some time out of his busy schedule to join us today. Ren, is it a bit of a homecoming week for you? It is. You know, I I grew up in uh, southeastern Oklahoma, so I still have a lot of family there, but my mother moved to uh, Norman um, when I was in college and then um, lives in Oklahoma City now, uh, but uh, her and my stepdad, they probably are 20 minutes or so from campus, so I'll get a chance to go see them, spend a little time with them. They actually were out here for the Oklahoma State game, um, so uh, they visit pretty regularly as well, but but it is great to be back in Oklahoma. I, I, don't, I don't get back as often as I would like, but uh, always enjoy the visits there. Yeah, and unfortunately with Oklahoma leaving the Big 12, which we'll talk about the Big 12 here in a minute, but those trips to Oklahoma won't be quite as consistent, but you'll have some games at Oklahoma State on occasion. I will, and um, you know, and obviously having worked there at Oklahoma State uh, early in my career, um, no, no Stillwater well. Um, hate that I won't be getting to make those trips to, uh, to Norman uh, regularly because it, is, uh, it does give me a chance to, to get back home. I actually have some land in um, – in Valiant where I'm from and I've, I haven't been on it maybe one time in three years. So uh, it would, uh, I, I enjoy getting back any chance I get, but we'll enjoy this one and, and uh, hopefully have a great uh, game against Oklahoma Saturday. Well, let's start talking about your football team actually coming off a, a tough season prior to your arrival or kind of at the, the very first stages of your arrival there at West Virginia. Uh, I remember well, Neil Brown, your coach telling the media before the season that, all the last place predictions for his team were dead wrong. And then they went out and proved him right. What's it been like to watch this team me? I mean, really become the surprise of the big 12 this season. Yeah. Um, you know, when I came in last year, um, I had a pretty thorough assessment that I'd put together of, of a bunch of different analytics, uh, and programs and, um, and actually showed, uh, and talked to the committee, uh, at the time that, hey, we're not far away. If we were in a different league, so like you, if you just took our possession grades, for instance, and put us into the ACC, we likely would have been seven, five, eight, and four. Um, but the Big 12 is so tough. Um, we may not have those one or two dominant teams at the top, but, but the last uh, couple of years, three years, for like our worst teams are still top 50 uh, teams. And so, um, you know, that was, uh, we were very close on a lot of games last year. Um, you know, we, uh, we, we closed out the, the season last year, kind of playing be- our best uh, football at the end. And, 
Um, so I, I felt pretty good about it. Um, we knew we, our offensive line was going to be a strength. We had a lot of returners there, and those are some in-state kids that have grown in the program. And anytime you can, um, you know, you, you you can feel confident about your, your offensive line, uh, that gives you a chance. And so, um, you know, we uh, I, I don't I would never say I'm always confident, but but you just don't ever know. I mean, it's such a Sports are so funny uh, how, how fragile uh, that 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 they are. And I always say momentum is uh, both one of the most powerful things I've ever seen and one of the most fragile things I've ever seen. And so uh, but but I felt good about it. Um, Neil's a really, really good person. Um, uh, as an athletic director, you always want a coach who. Uh, cares about more than just coaching, although you know that that's important and that there's one metric that most fans track on, and that's that scoreboard 12 Saturdays a year. But Neil really does invest in in, in the young people in his program, away from the program, does a lot of stuff to grow and develop them uh, on his own, raise money and and send a bunch over uh, to Europe to on a business trip this last year of some of the leaders on his team. So it just does those kind of things that you would want um, in developing, uh, you know, the young people in our program. So I'm excited for, for him, excited for our team. Um, you know, it's, uh, we, we, we lost at the beginning of the year to Penn state, who's really good. Then we won four in a row. Um, but some of those were, uh, could have went either way. Right. And then we lose two, including to, uh, Oklahoma state and then on a Hail Mary to Houston. And we could have won both of those games. We had leads, uh, in the fourth quarter of both of those contests. And, um, and so, um, uh, and, and then, and then UCF and, and, uh, BYU, we've been able to, to beat, uh, with some, with some level of comfort, but definitely, uh, very proud of what the, what the football team's done, excited that they're in this position. Well, you, uh, like I said, you almost coming up on one year anniversary of being hired there, but you've had an eventful year, obviously football making this resurgent, uh, push, you face controversy with your men's basketball program, had to let Co Coach Huggins go. Bob Huggins, obviously longtime uh, connections there at West Virginia. Josh Eilert named as interim head coach. As you think about this almost first year at West Virginia, what stands out to you about year one in Morgantown? Um, honestly, uh, the, the just the, how incredible the people are here. Um, so when I took the job, you know, you, listen, these jobs are all hard, and you're going to have uh, periods of time where it just feels like, everything that can go wrong does go wrong and you have to battle through things. I mean, you look at both Michigan, and Michigan state, what both those institutions have been through. And, you know, sometimes you just got to be prepared for that. But for me, my worry and concern was on the family side. Um, Heather's from Boca Chico, uh, Oklahoma there. And, uh, you know, my girls basically the only place they remember is, is North Texas and, and the Denton area. So, um, we were within three hours of all of our family. And so I was really concerned about what the move would be like for them. And it's been incredible. And it's been incredible because the culture and the people here are so, I mean, they're so kind and inviting and um, caring and considerate. And so uh, I tell people all the time, I live with, I have a wife and two daughters, they're 12 and nine, and we have two dogs and they're both girls. And so um, I've come home every day and there's been no tears, no, no, uh, no emotions about the move. So that's probably been the most pleasant, uh, the most surprising thing and, 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 and surprising in a good way. Um, the work stuff, you just keep working and you can figure that out. Eventually, um, you know, we'll, we'll get that, uh, to where it needs to be. And it's already calmed, um, a, a lot, but, 
Um, I, I'm really pleased with the way my family's been able to make the transition. And it just speaks to the people here. And I say this all the time. Culturally, um, West Virginia is a lot like Oklahoma. Uh, similar value systems, um, similar way of treating people. Um, and so we've we've just fit here very well. And that's always a worry when you're moving outside of your geographic comfort. Um, but but it's been a great transition. You know, your men's basketball team tipped off earlier this week. I mentioned Coach Eilert, uh, your your first time head coach. He wins his first game. I have to imagine moments like that are pretty darn cool for you as the AD there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Coach, uh, first of all, he's from uh, rural Kansas, really an incredible person. Um, and, and Can't go and wrong I, with people from rural Kansas, that, friend. They're, they're, exactly, they're, they're salt of the earth. That's exactly right. There were like 25 rural Kansans behind the bench for our first game. And I asked them if there's anybody left in, in Kansas. Uh, but um, <laughs> they, uh, he's just a really good person. He and I were both thrust into a situation that was really difficult. And um, not the way that that we would have picked it. Um, I remember sitting with him when when I told him uh, that we were going to offer him the interim uh, head coaching job and saying, listen, I know this isn't the way that you dream it up. Like when you're working all those years and, and wanting to be a head coach and you're thinking about walking up to the podium, it's under different circumstances than this. Um, and I said, uh, you know, and I hate that for you, um, but 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 I also uh, am here to to be uh, to support you and help you get through it. And so, um, he's had a lot of challenges. I mean, um, just just as many and, and just as rough of a start as me, probably. And and uh, he's handled them with grace and class. And um, and he's the kind of person that you you want to work with, roll up your sleeves with, and that, that you want to cheer for. And so, um, that first game. It was a roller coaster. We're playing Missouri State, who's one of the preseason picks uh, to to either win or be near the top of the Missouri Valley, which is a great league. Dana Ford's a the coach there. I know him a little bit. He's a really good um, uh, coach. And so um, uh, we shot, I believe it was like 13 percent in the first half. It was really ugly. And, and we were down at halftime, but uh, come out and played really good the second half. But it is it's um, there's certain moments that um, that that stand uh, out in, in this uh, business, you know, when you get to call people and tell them they're going into the Hall of Fame, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, those are like, I, all, those moments are just incredible. When you get to see, um, you know, a kid that's battled through injury come back and have a great game. And, um, and but, but walking in, we did it twice this week because Mark Kellogg, our women's coach, is brand new as well. So Twice I got to carry a game ball back into the locker room and present that to to the coach and and uh, those are those are moments that that uh, you know that overcomes a lot of the the hard days that you have that aren't as much fun. Absolutely. Hey, let's take a step back a minute and talk about your road. I don't want to make a bad country roads uh, joke here, but your road to West Virginia. Uh, you mentioned uh, your your roots. You grew up in Valiant, and I love that your wife is from Bocchito, and you gave me a little tutorial on how to say that properly. I feel like I'm even more. I got my Oki card working even harder here. That's right. <laughs> but, um, I, I gotta, I gotta do what I can, I, what I can. Hey, so growing up in Valiant, when, do you remember when you realized as a kid, just how important sports were to people there, but maybe more, more extensively, just how important they were in general to people? Yeah. Um, so I was, uh, I always loved sports growing up, um, but I wasn't a great, uh, athlete and played different sports. Uh, up through ju- uh, junior high, 
but actually, um, I, I was a really good student. I took a, the ACT uh, for the first time when I was in middle school. Um, and uh, it was one of those where it was part of an advanced class that we had. And um, I made a really good grade for a middle school student. And the counselor pulled me in and said, hey, like you have a chance to, to maybe get a full academic uh, scholarship to college. And I thought about going to college, um, but, you know, small towns, not it's not necessarily an expectation. I was a first generation uh, college uh, student. And so um, but but really went home, thought about it, talked to my folks about it and uh, kind of doubled down on on the academic side of things. So I did not play sports in high school, although I never missed a game, loved going, was around it. Um, and uh, ended up getting a full academic scholarship to southeastern Oklahoma State there uh, in Durant, which the locals called Durant. Uh, and Jenny, so there's you another another one, but but I I call it Durant. Um, I did know that one, yeah. by the way. Um, but um, so uh, uh, and had uh, some some scholarships to Oklahoma and OSU, but they weren't full. And and my, I was raised by a single mother and. Um, so the money aspect of that was important to me. And um, and I was going to major uh, in computer science. Um, that was, uh, you know, I grew up in the 90s. So Y2K was the talk that it was going to end the world. And um, and so, you know, and for me, um, I wanted to get a job that gave me a, a different quality of life um, than what a lot of people uh, where I grew up had. And um, so uh, I was in the honors program at Southeastern and one of the responsibilities you have to keep your scholarship is you get paired with a faculty member and you conduct interviews of high school kids who are trying to be in the next year's class. And um, I'll never forget this as long as I live. Uh, this faculty member asked this young lady um, what she was going to major in, what she wanted to do. And she started talking about how passionate she was about teaching and she'd love to be a teacher but that, you know, teachers don't make enough money. And so she was going to major, I think it was finance or something. And um, this, this professor, like some professors do, kind of lit into her about following your passion and finding your purpose. And we need people like you in education. I have no idea what that did for her. She probably went to school somewhere else. Um, but man, it, it, that conversation, did, I couldn't get rid of. It. And I was like, you know, I'm not passionate about computer science. It's not um, where I feel led and driven um and so uh simultaneous to that i had i had taken a theories of coaching basketball class which in division two was actually taught by tony robinson the head basketball coach at the time and he offered me uh, a student assistant coach spot which was a glorified name for student manager um and uh but um i i started doing that and fell in love and decided i wanted to teach and coach and i honestly thought it would be in the public schools um and graduated in 2001. And I just knew I wasn't quite ready yet to go into the public schools, needed to, to grow some. And that's when I sent letters to every coach in the country trying to be a GA. Um, got one back from Coach Sutton that said, we don't have any open spots, but if you come to Oklahoma State, I'd love for you to drop by the office and, and say hello to you. So I wasn't necessarily set on going to Oklahoma State. My mom lived in Norman, so I, I probably would have went to, to OU because I could have lived with her for free, but I wasn't going to pass up on a chance to meet Coach Sutton. And so uh, I got there and that was the year after the plane crash. So um, uh, he had hired Brooks Thompson 
to run uh, fastball operations. Well, Pat Noyes had done that previously, but he lived on campus with the guys and kind of made sure they were they were doing what they were supposed to do on campus. And so <clears throat> Brooks wasn't able to live on campus. And so um, it opened up at the last minute, like this is in late July, a GA spot um, for somebody to live on campus. And, and that's honestly how um, my career in college athletics started. I, I went there to meet him. It ended up being an interview. I had no idea. I was, wasn't dressed in a tie or anything. Um, and uh, if you know Coach Sutton, he, he ate popcorn nonstop. So I just remember him walking out of his office with popcorn and say, give me a few minutes. And, um, and, uh, but, um, we, uh, uh, you know, I, I think I interviewed twice and then they offered me the job and the rest is kind of history. Um, and so, um, I, it really, I think, uh, I'm a person of faith. So I think I was led to this career path. There was a couple of times. I mean, there was even another time when I left Oklahoma State where I thought I was leaving college athletics. I went into the public schools and went back home and was a principal and athletic director in my hometown. Um, and I thought I left college athletics behind and then got a chance to go to Roger State and start that program. So um, I think, you know, I, I'm where God uh, wanted me to be. Um, certainly I've loved what I'm doing. It's been a blessed path with a lot of wonderful people along the way that's that's helped me. Uh, but it was it was not something where I just always knew this is what I wanted to do. Um, it, it really was something where I just was trying to find something that I was passionate about. And that's where this that's where I was led. The, the fact that you were drawn back into college athletics, Ren, I mean, like you said, you go back to Valiant. I have to think that was that was pretty that had to be somewhat cool, I would think, you know, sort of going back home. But what what ultimately made college athletics the right move for you? Well, it wasn't that I wanted to leave college athletics when I left Oklahoma State, but I was a GA there from 01 to 03. And I remember when 03 ended, um, I had a job interview down in Texas. And I went in to tell coach I'm going to go interview for this job. And he goes, why would you do that? And uh and I said, well, I like coach my GA ships over. Um, and so he put together, it was kind of part-time, full-time. Um, he paid me some money out of camp, paid me some part-time money from OSU, bought me a health insurance policy um, and uh, put together a job for me. Uh, and, and it was a good job for a young single guy, but then Heather and I ended up getting engaged and getting married. And so I needed to find something that um, was a little better. And I was also worried about just the hours and the schedule that we had to keep and, and, you know, how that would uh, work on a, on a marriage. And, um, and so my student council advisor, uh, had become the superintendent at Valiant and, uh, Debbie Golden, and we had always been very close. And so she was really the instrumental in me coming back. She called me four or five times and, and just said, you know, our town needs you. Um, you know, you're somebody who our kids will look up to and you'll be a role model. Um, and so um, about the fifth time, I actually was on the on the beach in uh, uh, Jamaica with my wife when we accepted the job um, and uh, on our honeymoon. And so um, uh -huh. so so that was a blessing. But um, about the time I took that job, I got a call from Joe Wiley, who's from Ardmore, Oklahoma. He had, he was the president at, at Roger State. And uh, I'll never forget this. He said, my name's Joe Wiley. Uh, I'm the president at Roger State University, the fastest growing university in Oklahoma. Um, we're going to start athletics. We want a young up and coming AD who can also coach basketball because we don't have a lot of money to pay two people. And so we need one. And he said, um, I can't promise you the job. It's going to be a few months before we hire. Uh, but I just want you to know you're high on my list. Um, 
uh, of, of Candace. Now, this was before it was publicly known I was going to Valiant. And so I asked him, I said, well, I'm looking at taking this job, um, you know, in Valiant. Uh, does that make me less of a candidate in your mind? Uh, because hiring somebody from Oklahoma State would certainly carry more weight than, than uh, Valiant. And uh, he said, no. He said, in fact, um, your middle school math teacher, uh, who, who was in my building as principal, but also was my middle school math teacher and owned a farm down the road for me, um, her daughter had married his son. And so it really probably helped me because I think he was able to, to ask her about my leadership and, and going back there. And that's intimidating. I was 26 years old going back to my hometown um, and uh, being a principal and, and having to, you know, do discipline and make decisions when people still saw me as a kid, really. And um, that was probably the most intimidating situation I've ever been in. So I've had several others where I was young for the job, but but there was never one that that was more intimidating than that. And so um, so I didn't hear from him for several months. And then maybe January or February, he called me and invited me up to meet with him in Claremore. Um, and, um, you know, I'm sure he interviewed some others, but but a few days later, he offered me the job and um, I, I was very blessed to get it. Um, and uh, that that opened up a lot of doors for me. You've been at small schools like Rogers State, Northwest Missouri State, more mid-majors, Memphis. You were the AD at North Texas before you went to West Virginia at Missouri and now at West Virginia, obviously the Power Five schools. What's the biggest difference? I, I mean, obviously the, the, the budgets look <coughs> a whole lot different, but is that the biggest thing that, from your perspective, that changes as you've changed from the small schools, mid-majors, Power Five? Yeah, every job is a little different, but I think by and large – it's scope and scale. Um, it's funny, every time you go somewhere, everybody thinks that their job is so much different than every other job that's out there. And um, I'm always careful how, how I say this because you never want people to feel like you don't understand there's nuances to every job, but I have done these at enough levels and enough places now. You know, you change logos, but the job is relatively the same. Um, and so, you know, every place is unique in terms of, um, like, let's take West Virginia, for instance. So at North Texas, we had 45,000 students, a quarter of a million alums in DFW. But I lived in complete anonymity. No one stopped me to go anywhere. No one um, in West Virginia, there's 1.8 million people. Um, I bet you 1.2 million people recognize my picture, you know, and so like you don't go anywhere with anonymity ever. Um, and and that's a that that's something that's unique about uh, this job uh, that's different than that one. But there's a lot that's that's uh, the same. And, um, and and so you 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 realize that and, and uh, you know, time change. So this the, the responsibilities of this job has changed as college athletics uh, grows and develops and shifts due to legal issues and, and other uh, and other issues. But, um, you know, I, I think. Um, my path really helped me because I was able to scale things up. I tell people all the time, I know a little bit about game management because at Roger State, Northwest Missouri State, I was game management. Um, I know a little bit about compliance because at those two places, I was part of the compliance team. We only had one person doing compliance and they had other jobs. And so I was I was helping do that. Um, and so as, as you grow it up, you understand how all the pieces fit and you're able to be a better leader, whereas sometimes, somebody's only role has been in marketing in Power 5 or fundraising Power 5. That's their only experience. And so they don't really understand how all the pieces fit together. But when you're at a Division 2, you understand 
academic support because you're having to do some of that, um, you know, and you understand strength and conditioning because you're having to do some of that. And so I think that path, um, looking back, was very, very helpful to me uh, because I have a really clear vision of how I want the pieces to fit together. And it's just about, um, you know, kind of right sizing those to, to what your resource allocation is. Yeah. Lastly, before we go, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the Big 12, Ren. You come back to the Big 12 at a time of great turmoil for new teams in this year, for new teams in next year, while OU and Texas are on the way out. But uh, obviously, what have you what have you learned about the state of the Big 12, Big 12 as you've entered back into the conference? Um, I, you know, I've been really impressed with just uh, how um, the, our group is very much on the same page. When you follow the Big 12 for a long time, you know that that hasn't been uh, that way most of the time. Um, I was at North Texas when um, OU and Texas announced they were leaving, and and it looked like the league may very well collapse. Um, and so to to go from that to um, being able to 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 take the four corner schools like we did a, a few uh, months ago in expansion is really an incredible story. And I think the league is poised to to excel. Um, I think it's wide open now when you look at the institutions. Um, you know, from a budget perspective, from a historical perspective, from a tradition perspective, it's a lot of uh, very even uh, institutions. So I think there's going to be some great competition. Um, the basketball in the league is is best in the country. It's incredible. I think the football in the league is as competitive as any conference top to bottom. And, and the Olympic sports are all um, doing very well. And so uh, I, I think we're poised to, to in, in this new world, um, to, to be um, uh, position to be a leader. Um, I, I view us right now as um, the third most stable conference, um, and and um, you know, and probably clearly positioned as the as the as the third power conference uh, there amongst uh, uh, the the power leagues. And so, um, you know, I I think that's very very good for the institutions, very good for the Big Twelve, and and we're excited about it, even though. We're a geographic outlier. We're a cultural fit. You go to Stillwater or Manhattan or, or Lubbock, and you know that Morgantown feels a lot like that. It, it you know, when when uh, we brought the Four Corner schools in, um, and it it got blown up to be more than it was. But the Arizona State AD made a a comment about not wanting to come to Morgantown, um, and the way that the other members they took more, almost more offense to that than than I did, um, and so. Uh, he and I have since made amends and he's excited to come to Morgantown. But, uh, you know, like I do think, um, you know, the, the schools that have come here uh, from the traditional uh, Big 12 schools, the historical schools um, really have embraced us and see us as as a, uh, you know, one of them. And so I think it's a great fit for us. And I think the league's in a really, really good place. You said geographic outlier. I think that term has taken on new meaning in today's college athletics world. <laughs> Far flung has a whole different look to it nowadays. That that's going to present some interesting challenges, I think, moving forward. And you guys might be positioned as well as any to explain to people just how challenging that can be. Is that one thing out of this whole thing that people may not realize at this point? I, I harp on it all the time. Um, you know, when you have to cross time zones to play, that's really hard on people, and particularly if you're east going west. Um, and now, um, you know, we have four institutions where we cross two time zones. Um, and so, 
you know, you play a, a 7 p.m. game out on, on in one of the uh, conference schools out west, let's say you're Arizona, Arizona State, we're not going to get home until five or six in the morning. Um, and that just kind of wrecks you, you know, for, for multiple days. And so like in 25, um, we're scheduled to go out uh, west twice. I believe it's Arizona State and BYU, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. Now, fortunately, there's two buys in the system that year. And so the league has assured us they'll use those to make sure we're getting adequate rest. But, um, you know, those are things that are really tough. And and right now we're talking about football, but they charter everywhere. They have a plane waiting for them. But when you talk about most of our Olympic sports are commercial and um, we fly out of Pittsburgh, which is a little over an hour away, and and usually they're going to have to connect somewhere. There's a few directs, but not a lot. Um, and so um, I'm a big believer that uh, as these as these conferences grow in size, we have to think differently. And so the old round robin, everybody plays everybody, and, and in some sports twice, um, we've got to leave that behind. We need to do more geographic scheduling, um, and then we can use the different rating systems to see conference tournaments. Um, but, uh, so I, I think it's something we have to be mindful of because the student athlete experience, um, could get worse for some of our sports and it doesn't have to, if we're, if we're intentional. And so I beat that Durham pretty hard cause, cause we live it more. It's, it's always interesting. We'll have a team that'll fly out here and they'll, and I'll be talking to the AD and they'll make a comment about how tough the travel was. And I'm like, we do it every road trip, you know? And so now at least we have. So we played UCF earlier this season. It was the first time since I believe we had played Miami in the Big East. We had played a conference game football in our time zone um, yes. on the on the road. And so, like, you know, that's um, that's a challenge for us. And so, um, you know, as we as we went through expansion, I was for taking the four corner schools because I thought that was in the best interest of the Big 12. And we're members of the Big 12. We need the league to be healthy and viable. But I was consistent in saying we need to talk about scheduling, uh, you know, when we get there, we don't have to do it right now, but we need to figure that out. So it's a, it's a good question that you point out. It's definitely something, not just our league, every league other than the SEC now is geographically spread. And so I think it's conversations we got to have to try it, try and make sure that um, we don't uh, diminish the student athlete experience, especially for our Olympic sports. Yeah. Well, hey, Ren, this has been a great conversation today. Thanks so much for joining me. I really hope we can do it again sometime. No, it's always a pleasure. I'm a big fan, and uh, I knew a little bit in advance because Barry had mentioned to me that he had this new thing maybe was going to happen, but I'm so excited for you and Barry and and everybody uh, there. I think uh, think you guys are doing a great job, and and, um, I'm enjoying seeing your content. Well, thanks for that, and uh, thanks again for joining us. And thanks to everybody else who's come to watch the Jenny Carlson Show this week. If this was your first time hearing or watching, be sure to subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review. And remember, you can find all my work at selloutcrowd.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.